This is Cast Club Radio. Brought to you by Heritage Distilling. On Cast Club Radio, we believe every spirit has a story. And stories like good drinks are always better when shared with friends. Each week, we'll explore the intersection of cocktails, spirits, beer, wine, and life. It's Cast Club Radio. Here's your hosts, Lydia Cruz and Justin Stiefel. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Cast Club Radio. We're getting into the holiday season. Thanks so much for joining us today. My name's Lydia Cruz. And I'm Justin Stiefel. I'm Maura Dooley. And yeah, the lights are starting to go up. The the food, the uh, weather is starting to change a little bit. But it's, it's the holiday season. And uh, I'm, I for one, I'm shameless. I've been playing holiday music for several weeks. <laughs> uh, no shame in my game, though. Oh, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. How far are you into your advent calendar? Well, I mean, I w- would like to say that I'm correctly on the right day and I haven't, you know, sped up ahead. Lydia's not a rule breaker. Yeah. I, I don't want to share how far. No? Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> My mom okay. once got me a chocolate okay. advent calendar, and let's just say I didn't follow the rules on that one. Okay, uh, but did yeah. you guys did you guys have well, a favorite uh-huh. advent calendar growing up? Chocolate is all we had as a kid. We, they didn't have these fancy ones that we have now. I mean, and chocolate's nothing to scoff at. It's still chocolate, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I would have liked a chocolate one. My family had a, a cloth calendar that had all the dates in it. It had a little mouse that you move uh, to each day. So it was always a fight between my brother and I, like who got to move it because we each wanted to do it every day. You just you get so excited that it's a day closer to Christmas and that's right? the symbol of it. Exactly. Um, yeah. I like that it turned into a competition it in did. the household. As the sports lovers here, it doesn't shock me. Uh, we always had a like Playmobil version. Nice. of them or a Lego version and my mom will still buy them uh, for my brother and I so I get a, a delivery on usually like November 30th maybe at uh, Thanksgiving she brings us a Playmobil calendar so Star Wars themed this year in case anybody was wondering yeah <laughs> I'm totally not a dork but the more adult <laughs> version would be the of course uh, the Heritage Distilling spirits advent calendar and if you are using yours in creative ways you know we've talked on the show before about having sort of like a cocktail uh, surprise party where guests have to come up with cocktails if you use your, if you're using your advent calendar in creative ways we always want to hear about that so let us know at uh, heritagedistilling.com right now let's get into the headlines this week yeah first up in the headlines uh, our friends at alaska airlines they want you to know that your case of wine will fly for free <laughs> Uh, they know that during this holiday season, sometimes people are bringing their favorite wine and uh, or maybe they've gone on vacation and they're bringing back wine and they want to share wine with friends or family or colleagues. So uh, mileage plan members can bring one case of wine, which is 12 bottles, with no baggage fee thanks to their Wines Fly Free promo. Book a trip to wine country, sip and shop, pack correctly, don't seal the box. That's what that means. Make sure you have your mileage plan number in your reservation. And then when you drop off that case of wine at the front desk, it is going to fly for free. This is especially important for those of you that may be going down to California um, or other areas where you can buy cases of wine from the winemakers directly. I really like this. I think that's a creative a creative idea because I would imagine that's almost one of my first concerns is, well, how am I going to bring this back? How am I going to pack this? What's... Uh, you know, a reasonable expectation for that. So it's kind of cool that they're 
Yeah, and it's a time when airlines are just constantly looking for new things to charge for. So the fact that they're looking for something to help you out with is always very nice as a customer. That's right. Uh, Next up in the news, our friends at Pabst Blue Ribbon, makers of that very famous PBR, they released their 99-pack of beer again. (laughs) For some beer lovers, beer came early. So if you're looking to stock up for the holidays, PBR has rolled out their multi-pack. It's got 99 cans in it. Labeled as a family pack, the limited edition case has been popping up in stores across several states. First store was in Minnesota, where it sold out quickly, according to the Des Moines Register. The case includes cans of regular PBR, the low-calorie Easy, and their Extra brand. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see pictures on social media of people carrying this out. It takes two people to carry this thing. It's, <laughs> the thing looks like it's probably 20 feet long, and uh, it looks kind of like a, a, a big beam you would use to, to go across the second floor of your home before you built the second floor <laughs> on it. Uh, fans started asking if it would be weighing down the store shelves near them. It's available in uh, many states. Right now, it doesn't say it's available in Washington State yet. If the 99 cans of beer is too much for you, there are other ways to celebrate. For the second year in a row, Miller High Life is offering their beer in a 750-mil champagne-sized bottle. They uh, pitch themselves as the uh, champagne um, of beers into holiday moments. So uh, be on the lookout for the Miller High Life champagne bottle-sized beer or the big 99-pack of uh, PBR. Those are some fun novelty items. I like that. Yeah, I think most cars these days, you wouldn't be able to fit the 99 yeah. case. Mm, no. You wouldn't want to ship yeah. that either. No. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, from travelandleisure.com, this hotel just won the brunch game with a massive Bloody Mary bar. It features 48,000 combinations of different Bloody Mary condiments. Brunch is the best meal of the day when you are in Naples, Florida. So head to the Naples Grand Beach Resort. It's a stunning hotel located smack on the sands of Naples Beach. It is a highly sought-after vacation destination. It's got many luxury amenities. The luxuries include beach and poolside cabanas, equipped gyms, spa, sanctuary, on and on and on. But the biggest thing that they offer now is the Bloody Mary Bar that features 48,000 combinations. (laughs) Um, Also, at the Catch of the Pelican... Guests are invited to become their own mixologist at the Build Your Own Buddy Mary Bar. We've got several of those locations here in, the, in Washington that will do the same thing. If you show up and get the base ingredients from the bartender, they've got all the condiments, just like a big salad bar. You can essentially build your own Bloody Mary. So if you're out and about on uh, holidays and uh, especially this, this time of year, people go for Bloody Marys for brunch. And you should be looking for some of the, the most interesting Bloody Mary uh, locations and even here in the Seattle area this week they've been featuring on social media the top 10 or 15 or 20 Bloody Mary bars in the Rye Puget Sound there are lots to choose from well I like Bloody Mary's not to drink so much as just to see the creativity that people come up with and mm-hmm. it sounds like you know if you're if you're tired of going to a place and they don't make it just the way you like now you've got a lot of options whether it's the eight <laughs> rim choices that they offer including white truffle smoked salt or the 75 different food choices that you can have to skewer uh, in your beverage. I just picture myself at a buffet, like when I go to a salad bar, and I usually get too much, and I have like a mountain yeah. of salad, and it's um. So I don't know if I could be trusted with it that would many not Bloody be Mary an choices. actual Bloody Mary. Just yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> well, if, 
If you're going to be in Bremerton, a place called The Garage, they they feature our batch number 12 vodka and their Bloody Marys. Nice. But the Bloody Marys are so big, they have full cheeseburgers on them. No, I love it. That's cool. Yeah. That's one of the best parts about a Bloody Mary is that you get some snacks too. Exactly. Right? Coming up on Cast Club Radio, well, there are only 279 of these in the entire world. The process to become one is absolutely rigorous. It takes years, and you have to drink a lot of wine to do it. It's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. Well, we teased it before the break. There are only 279 of these in the entire world. You guys have already seen the article, but if you had to guess, what what would have been your guess? It involves drinking wine. Well, Well, that kind of gives it away. It kind of might give it away, but... For those who aren't familiar, there are only 279 master sommeliers in the world. Maybe in your in your uh, experience with working in the bar industry or just uh, having friends who've worked in the restaurant industry, you might have met a sommelier in general. But the master sommelier, to get there is a, a insane process, right, Justin? It is. And, and that number you threw out, 279 master sommeliers worldwide, just to put it in perspective, there are 435 members of Congress in the U.S. House of Representatives. <laughs> it is harder to become a master sommelier than it is to become a member of Congress. Uh, and the master sommelier test is way more difficult to achieve. So uh, kudos to these 279 people. The Court of Master Sommeliers was established in the United Kingdom in 1969. So it goes back quite uh, a number of years. Uh, the Court and it is called, they call themselves the Court of Master Sommeliers. It is the premier international examining body for people who want to achieve the highest credited level of being an expert in all things wine. To become a Master Sommelier, you have to pass an exam. Uh, it's a certified exam. Uh, take part in a three-part examination process that you have to be invited to attend. You can't just go and sign up for this thing. It's quite difficult. It consists of three sections, this exam. There's a verbal theory examination where you are talking back and forth with uh, someone from the court. There's a blind tasting of six wines in 25 minutes. And a part of the blind tasting, I I have uh, friends and acquaintances who've gone through this. Part of this blind tasting is they present you a glass with wine and you go through all the normal things you would do to to, uh, sample the wine. Uh, look at the body of the wine uh, by moving around the glass, smelling, tasting, and so on. And you need to be able to identify things like the varietal of wine. What kind of grape did it come from? What region of the country did it come from? Can you identify the winery that it was made from? Because each winery has a unique flavor profile to it. So that in and of itself is challenging. Think think about somebody bringing to you different beers, wines, or spirits in a glass, and you have to sample them blind and then figure out What's the product? Where did it come from in the world? And who made it? Uh, that would be quite difficult. And these people train over the course of years to train their palate and the senses to be able to pick up on that. And then the last part of the three-part examination is a practical restaurant service component where you learn and become a master in all things service-oriented at the at the restaurant uh, level. And that's because when you are a master sommelier, you are highly sought after by the best restaurants in the world to be in charge of the wine collection and to be in charge of the customer experience for people who are ordering, drinking, consuming, and enjoying fine wines from your restaurant. Yeah, I know RN74 in town. Um, I've been there before. They have two of the top sommeliers in Seattle. One is named Jeff Lindsay Thorson, and one is named Paul Swanson. 
They both have their advanced uh, sommelier certificates through the Court of Master Sommeliers Ooh. and are actively mm-hmm. working towards their master psalms. Yeah, because, Justin, you did a great job of recapping everything that is involved in that three-part master sommelier exam. But before they even get there, there's an intro exam, a certified exam, yep. and an advanced sommelier exam. So that's three tests before you even get to this insane three-part test, which you have to be exclusively invited to, which uh, Forbes reports that the average candidate sits for the master exam two to three times. So it's like taking the bar or something else where you you might fail a few times and you just have to keep going. Some take it as many as six times. And as you mentioned, takes years to prepare for, to study for. Uh, So an intense amount of just dedication to, to your goal. Very small percentage of candidates who attempt it actually pass. Hence the 279 yeah. total worldwide. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, uh, there was a scandal that hit earlier this year. We, we may have touched on it in the previous segment, but uh, there were several people who set for an exam in October, and one of the existing master sommeliers somehow got access to the uh, blind tasting wines that were going to be offered and the tasting notes and was able to disseminate that to candidates who were sitting for the exam. And uh, when this scandal broke, all the people who had passed the exam, uh, the court of master sommeliers stripped them of their their title and f- invited them to come back to retake the exam. Um, of the nearly uh, 50 people who set for the exam, they came and reset. Uh, 30 of them retook the exam, and then uh, only six passed. And uh, the person, they have not revealed the name of the person who took the information and, and basically handed it out early. They, uh, all the news reports indicate that that person's been barred for life from the court of master sommeliers and stripped of their title, of course, and uh, no longer can participate in uh, everything that goes along with this. But it's interesting when you see the six people who have, who did pass in this month in December, they all hail from the United States. They, they represent steakhouses in Houston, North Carolina, New York, Las Vegas, and San Francisco. And uh, it's interesting that of the 279 people in the world who are master sommeliers, the six newest all hail from the U.S. Not a profession I would predict a huge scandal in. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Be yeah. someone really just got fed up with this whole process and everything that it goes into. But how about the people who essentially had to sit for this test twice? What's yeah. going through your mind? And after you've gone through this whole extensive process and you know that you did everything above board and the right way and you passed and still you've got to sit for it a second time. That's rough. Yeah. Well, so imagine you pass the first time and then this this uh, scandal hits and everybody is stripped of it. Um, and then you took it the second time and you didn't pass. People would begin to assume that maybe the reason you passed the first time was because you were one of the people that actually got access to the information early and, and had used it to, uh, to an advantage that you shouldn't have had, even if that was not the case and you've been completely honest about it. So these types of scandals, uh, they do happen from time to time. They happen in the medical school field. People sitting for their medical exams and medical licenses. They happen in the in the bar exams. They happen in the accounting exams. So you know, humans are just kind of creatures of uh, of opportunity and greed sometimes. And it's too bad this happened. But for these six new people who are now masters of the court, this is a good chance to now extend their careers for another 20, 30 years in what really is an amazing industry. I mean, the access of the types of wines they get to see now as part of their job, that they get to share 
with the consumers and customers who go to their restaurants. It it is the most amazing opportunity, and and these people have worked for years to get to this point. Yeah, I can imagine you pretty much don't need anything else on your resume after after you've got that certificate, that diploma. Yeah, yeah, you just need a big wine locker at home. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> Coming up on Cast Club Radio, well, if your tastes are maybe a little more simple or a little more accessible than what we were just talking about, we've got the perfect event for you to take the whole family, and it's a local nearby. What's coming up next on Cast Club Radio? back to Cast Club Radio. Now it is the holiday season and one of the coolest things that you can do in the area is head on down to Enchant at T-Mobile Park. Right now we have Jordan Birch, Director of Business Development for Enchant. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. It's great to speak with you again. It's great to talk to you for the second year in a row. And you know what's cool is to drive by T-Mobile Park right now and to see the lights, not just on the inside anymore, but now on the outside pretty cool. Absolutely. Well, we are so excited to be back bringing a brand new uh, story and a brand new experience to the ballpark this year. And uh, we wanted to celebrate by lighting it up on the inside and the outside of the ballpark. I like it. And I like the evolution of Enchant. Obviously, you got a great response last year because people, people came out in droves. Mora and I were two of those people that came out and had such a fabulous time. What was the response that you got after the first year that convinced you this was this was a city that you wanted to come back to? Well, yeah, we were so overwhelmed by the response of the folks in Seattle. Um, we had over 315,000 guests come through uh, through the course of the uh, 35 days that we were open. And, uh, you know, we learned a lot. This was our first event inside the ballpark. So we did it inside the Rangers ballpark in Texas and then inside the Mariners ballpark. And so we we really took a lot of great feedback from uh, our guests. And we really implemented that into the new show this year. And so this year, you're going to have some local food vendors that are available that you wouldn't have been able to experience last year. We have um, Urban Craft Uprisings curated our market for us. Oh, cool. We have additional kids activities because that was a thing that people were mentioning that they would they'd like. So we have a kid zone and we also have a, an Enchant Theater in the, uh, wow. in the ballpark this year. And uh, in addition to that, we also expanded our ice skating trail because it was so popular. Uh, we've made it 33% bigger. So we can fit more people on there and reduce fines inside the event. Now that's on top of the maze itself, right? And last year, Maura and I, we were hunting down some reindeer in the maze. We love that storyline, <laughs> but even cooler, if you went last year, it's a new storyline this year. That's exactly right. So every year we bring a new story and a new experience to each ballpark. And so this year it's mischievous and it's the story of Eddie the Mischievous Elf who has hidden eight of Santa's presents. So every year we progress with more interactive and more diverse displays. So this year you can climb into Amelia's airplane and take photos. You can run and jump on the lit up floor. Uh, you can walk through our 100 foot tree, which is interactive on the inside. So it, it really try to immerse people with, in light and create a really unique experience for them. That sounds so cool. And, and, not only is this fun for you, for your whole family, but you can also experience Enchant for a good cause. You guys have a really cool event coming up on December 9th. 
Absolutely. So we've made an extended commitment to the city and to the ballpark. And so we'll be coming back for many years. And we really wanted to partner with a local charity that, um, that would help, um, help us to engage with the community and really give back because we've given so much to us um, in allowing us to be here. So we're working with a great partner in Starbucks um, to help spread the message of uh, Starbucks kind of giving at Enchant. So any guests that come on December the 9th, uh, which is just two days away, Monday, December the 9th, you're going to experience the full experience of Enchant, but you're also going to know that all the ticket proceeds and, and the ice skate rentals are all being donated to the No Child Sleeps Outside campaign through Mary's Place. And so your ticket will help to get two people off of uh, the street and have a safe and comfortable place to sleep at night. And the wonderful folks at Starbucks have, have worked with us on this and are spreading the word throughout all their stores locally. And um, we're really excited to be working with Mary's Place and, and to have a partner like Starbucks to, to bring this night together. That's so awesome. It's such, yeah. a, it's such a great thing for a family to go to. Uh, Justin, I know you said your family went last weekend. And, and the idea that you can go and also do something to give back and show your, your children that that is something that you want to do as well is really beautiful. We did. We took the whole family and brought some out-of-town guests <clears throat> and uh, had a great time. And the question I have is how many light bulbs did you guys install for this thing? Oh, we're over 2.5 million in Seattle this year. Um, so we, again, we've expanded it, and that's just on the inside. That doesn't include all the lights on the outside of the ballpark as well. Um, and uh, yeah, we've we we got have a new flooring in there now. So uh, we you know we were work, walking on the on the grass litter, and Justin, you would have noticed we have a new flooring in place to make that more comfortable. And uh, and we're yeah, we're just so excited to be back and to create a new experience. Um, it, the best part of my job is when I get to watch as guests come in and see the ballpark transformed. You see the jaws drop. You see the smile. Some people cry. They're just because it's, it's such a beautiful and important building. Uh, and to see that it transformed into this um, this world of, of Christmas wonder is, is is really the most rewarding part of what I do. Well, and Justin, well, you you are involved in this a little bit as well because Moore and I sampled some heritage distilling cocktails last time we were out delicious. at Enchant. Yeah, yeah. Well, this year they have these cool uh, light bulbs. <clears throat> They're inverted light bulbs, and uh, they've got uh, lights on the bottoms. So the light bulb lights up, mm-hmm. and they've got vodka cranberry uh, cocktail in there, and then of course they've got BSB and hot apple cider and. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got that in eight different locations around the stadium, and not just here in Seattle, but we partnered with Enchant in all three locations this year. So we're also in uh, D.C. at Nationals Park, and we're down in Tampa Bay uh, at the baseball park there as well. And uh, we're we're thrilled to be partners with them in all three locations this year. Yeah, that's actually a really important point that we we never really touched on, but it's it's the the way that um, Enchant can grow with. Um, their stakeholders, so not only our sponsors, but also our local market vendors. We have market vendors um, who joined us in our first year in 2016 that are now in all three locations that we operate in, in all three markets. Um, we have um, Justin and, and the, the Heritage team with BSB at all of our locations, and, and we're able to utilize you know, what we're doing, this canvas that we're creating to, uh, to allow other businesses to grow with us. Uh, and, and really have a local economic impact. Um, I don't know if it's something it's talked about, but we, we have spent $2.2 million on hourly wages last year for our staff. 
So there's a major uh, impact that we have on the local economy with extending the season of a lot of the staff that work at the ballpark. And, uh, and that's a, another really great aspect to the story of, uh, of what Enchant is doing in Seattle. I like hearing the word local so much in this conversation, too, because as you mentioned, Urban Craft Uprising, uh, now helping you out with the Christmas market. That's really neat because you can go and have some fun at Enchant, but also maybe check a few presents off your list while you're there. Exactly. You can taste delicious things from the St. Paul Bakery. Um, and and a number of other um, local vendors, uh, Itty Bitty Schnitty, which is a great German food vendor, is inside. And these were things we weren't able to do our first year inside the ballpark. But with the the response of our guests and those requests, that was a big thing of, of us coming back, having a flexibility to include these local vendors. Because we, we don't want to create an event in Seattle. We want to create a Seattle event. And we want this to be a year-over-year thing that the community comes and enjoys and, and makes a tradition for their families. The pretzels are huge. And my <laughs> oldest son loved the spetzel. The itty bit of snitty. So uh, the food is on, on par this year. It's great. There are so many things to check out. We spent hours there last year yeah. taking pictures, doing the maze, uh, shopping, Listening, eating, drinking. Uh, to Christmas carols being performed live oh, yeah. out in the pen, which was really cool. So, yeah, we're looking forward to going again. And if anybody wants to get in on the great event you've got coming up on Monday, you also guys have some pet nights, I think, right? Correct? That's right. So last year, our Paws and Claws night, we had 700 dogs wow, come out gosh. on our second Paws and Claws night, which was incredible. And it's like, it's the, my favorite night of the event because you get to see everyone dressed up their costumes with their pets. It's hilarious. Um, so our first uh, Paws and Claws night just happened uh, recently on the 1st of December. And our next one will be uh, Monday, December the 16th. So you can bring your pets. And if you're coming in from out of town, our host hotel, Hyatt Regency, is dog-friendly. So you can book your room there, make it a night, and bring all the members of the family out to Enchant. I love that. That's so great. Um, well, for, for more information, for people who do want to be a part of this, where do, they, where do they check out? Where do they buy tickets? So you want to go to EnchantChristmas.com to purchase your tickets. And be sure to purchase them online before they sell out, because that happened for a number of nights last year where we sold out and there weren't tickets available at the box office. Be sure to buy your tickets online and come out on Monday the 9th. Uh, help celebrate and support the work that Mary's Place is doing in Seattle. We would love to have you there. Jordan, my friend, thank you so much. We're making this an annual tradition. I really like this. So uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you in a year when Enchant is even bigger with the new storyline and more things to talk about. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Coming up next, Distiller Dane is going to join us to discuss an anniversary for Heritage Distilling with their Special Forces Blend Whiskey. And we're going to leave you with a cocktail recipe. That's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. Right now, we're joined by one of our favorites, distiller Dane. And usually, Dane, we have you on to to give us a great top five. But this week, uh, we get to talk about something pretty darn cool, and that's the Special Forces Blended Whiskey. Can you tell us a little bit about the backstory behind this? Yes, definitely. So the Special Forces is kind of one of my favorite programs that I like to work on, and we do it every year. Um, This is actually the fifth year that Heritage Distilling Company has partnered with the first Special Forces group. Um, and basically each year we partner with them for a release of a basically a special one-off whiskey. 
Um, and then this year's release actually celebrates the 75th anniversary of the Special Forces Menton Week, and that's where they kind of get together and reflect on their history during a week, week of activities, and they kind of like compete in competitions, fitness titles, and the soldiers get to show their families uh, some of the aspects of the first Special Forces group. So it's a whole week-long event of activities. This year's 2019, uh, 2019 fifth edition bottle is a limited release actually this year of only uh, 500 bottles sold to the public. Um, and you can find these in all of our tasting rooms um, starting as of yesterday, actually. Um, and historically, past bottles, we've been, they actually come in, we'll do some tastings with them, and we'll pick out a specific bourbon whiskey that's kind of a one-off for that. Uh, but for the 2019 edition, we actually created a special blended whiskey. So this year's special blend is composed a majority of a rye-heavy bourbon whiskey, and then we blended it actually with a three-and-a-half-year 100% rye whiskey, um, and it was selected from a sweet spot in our barrel room. So this bourbon-forward blend uh, carries kind of traditional notes of dry cherry and fig up front, followed by a light, sweet texture with mild notes of molasses, and then there's, there's this nice warming rye spice effect with oaky notes that finishes on the back end from the rye whiskey in there. Wow. Yeah, I love that you change it up a little each time. That's that's really cool. And then tell us a little more about um, how this benefits military families. Yes, definitely. So for every bottle purchased, um, $25 of every single bottle is donated towards the First Special Forces group. Um, and it kind of gets split in between a couple programs and charities, being the Special Forces group Gold Star Families, scholarship programs, um, and the Special Forces Association chapter. Um, since the inception of the program, so back in 2014, um, we have donated actually over $100,000 to these great oh. causes. And I still even remember the day a few of the members participated in one of our My Batch classes that we hold at our facilities, and they kind of came up with the idea to turn this special release into a program, and it's, it's just fun to be part of and see how it's progressed each year. Yeah, that's really neat. And I guess it, that's not uncommon. We've heard the those kinds of stories coming out of Heritage where uh, whether it's like the cast club members, things have turned into pro- products that you guys have created. But this one just with a little extra special meaning, I guess. Uh, yeah, and I've always loved all the releases we've picked out for the Special Forces group. And they're all great people. They've even come into the distillery at one point to help bottle cool. some of the bottles one year. Yeah. Um, and the 2018 version, I think there might be a few bottles left on the shelf. Used to be on the top of my list, but the 2019 turned out so well, I actually can't stop revisiting the bottle. So it's definitely something you don't want to miss out on. Uh, is this something that people can give a try in the tasting rooms now that it's out too? Yes, they should be able to have samples of it in the tasting room for you to try before purchase. Perfect. Sounds awesome. Sounds like a great holiday gift. I always uh, think it's a good idea to give a gift that you can um, tell someone did something to help or benefited a charity mm-hmm. as well. Season of Means giving. a little bit more. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us to tell us more about that, Dane. We are going to, uh, Justin's got a recipe actually to use for an old fashioned with that. Oh, nice. That's right. This week we are featuring a classic cocktail, the Old Fashioned. We're using the Special Forces Blended Whiskey. This is the 2019 edition. Two ounces of that whiskey, two dashes of cocktail bitters, one teaspoon of sugar or one single sugar cube, and some orange zest. Um, you can either zest the orange freshly or kind of peel off a little bit of the orange peel, twist it, uh, crack the outer, the outer shell out of orange and get some of that orange oil in there. Put the sugar or sugar cube in an old-fashioned rocks glass, pour the bitters on it, 
muddle it with a muddler until it's all dissolved. Fill the ice with glass. I'm sorry, fill the glass with ice. <laughs> Don't fill the ice with glass. <laughs> fill the glass with ice. No, no, no. Uh, add the whiskey and then garnish with that orange slice and add a cocktail cherry and you are ready to go with an old-fashioned. Love it. And I love that, you know, the Special Forces whiskey is for a good cause. It's a great cause. Great people. Well, perfect. We'll make sure this is available for you online at heritagedistilling.com as are all past cocktail recipes. In case, you know, it is the holiday season and maybe you're looking for some ideas, we'll have them up there for you as well as episodes of the podcast. That's right. You can email us questions, comments, uh, ideas at caskclubradio at heritagedistilling.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Cask Club Radio. Also, if you're tracking us on BSB, we are using the hashtag DrinkingBSB. And uh, be sure to share some of your photos. We're getting great pictures of people with their advent calendars posted, cocktails. Uh, they're using the mix-up, uh, different kind of traditions that they have in their family. And don't forget to uh, go to one of our tasting rooms or go to HeritageDistilling.com. There's still time to get some of the very few advent calendars that are remaining. Love it. Last-minute ideas for you. Well, we'll catch you back here next week on Cast Club Radio. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling. Check us out on MyNorthwest.com to learn more and catch up on past episodes. Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling.